Welcome back to season two of the Ivy League Prep Academy podcast, equipping you to successfully pursue the college of your dreams. We believe everyone deserves to reach their full potential and the admissions process shouldn't hold you back. Hello and welcome back everyone. This is the Ivy League Prep Academy podcast. We're really excited because we have Akash Sachdeva here with us and Akash has just completed the Ivy League challenge. That's exciting because he's in grade nine, he's from Northern Virginia, and today we get to hear about the experience leading up to the Ivy League Challenge, what he experienced in the program, and I'm especially excited to talk about his impact project. I think that a lot of people listening in are going to feel like they can relate to a lot of this, especially the way that he's choosing to solve the problems that he's working on. Akash, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm ecstatic to start. Yeah, wonderful. So let's try to help everyone understand kind of how this all began. Before you joined the Ivy League Challenge, what was the problem or what was the issue that we're trying to resolve? Or what made you interested in joining the program in the first place? So I actually didn't find out about this by myself. Um, Normally, I do a lot of things independently. But um, my mom told me about this thing. She told me she asked me if I was interested in signing up. Um, I looked through the podcast and everything, and then I, I loved it. I, I mean, it was really interesting to me. I listened to them like daily, and eventually, yep, she signed me up. And so I didn't coming in. I didn't have a problem in mind. I was like pretty open to anything. But what I realized around maybe a quarter through the um, challenge was that uh, one problem I really had been focused on was about um, opportunity in competitive math areas. Because yeah. what I've um, what I've realized is that there's normal curriculum math and then there's competitive math and the side of competitive math is completely different and mostly like the people who are excelling in it or getting top in contests are just people who have a lot of funding in it and they um they've been put in courses three hours a week since they were like eight years old and mm-hmm. I kind of found that unfair because I hadn't done that I know a lot of people might not have the money to do that. And I really thought like that was something that should be solved. So that's kind of the problem I located in it. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. So, but you're saying you, you identified that as part of the Ivy league challenge. So this is probably sometime around phase two when we began identifying issues that violated your core values. Is that, is that right? Yeah. Right around there. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So, when you listened to the podcast, was there anything before you started the program, anything that made you think, oh, yeah, this is something I would be interested in? What was it as you listened? So she introduced you to the podcast. She introduced you to the program. You said, OK, I'll check it out. You checked it out. But something said, oh, yeah, this is this is I want more of this. What what do you think that was? Yeah, the really interesting thing for me was that before like listening to a single video, what I figured that colleges wanted to see where five extracurriculars you're top of your class you're uh, like captain of this sports team you spend 23 hours a day working on Mm -hmm. this and that and what I realized was that that's not at all what they're looking for and I learned that even more through the challenge where like you went through the college admissions on the perspective of the the um, admissions officer instead of just us. And so yeah. that that's something that really surprised me. I did not expect that at all going into this. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That's wonderful. So you felt like, man, if I want to be competitive, I need to beat everyone. I need to be the best at everything. I need to give up my childhood. 
And then you listen to the podcast or you do some other research and you start to realize, oh, this might not be true. I want to get more of this. You know, how do we stand out while still living our core values, while still being authentic to ourselves, while still enjoying life as a teenager? And so you, you jumped in. I'm so glad you jumped in. It was such a great cohort and you were a big part of that. So now that we finished the program, we'll kind of skip ahead and then we'll get into the program itself because you've already done a good job introducing uh, your thoughts around your impact project. But what's different now? You just recently finished the program a couple of weeks ago. What would you say is different now having finished? I feel like this sounds like a bit weird in a way, but the way I view like everything kind of changes. I mean, the way like I view an impact, I never really thought about like valuing stuff. I never really about a, thought about like how I changed the world. I just figured I would. And so I feel like really that and developing a routine were two things that like really changed when I got the end of it because I had quite bad routines. I mean, I I developed some good ones, but along with there, I never, I, I tried journaling um, and it ended up that I'd either write five pages a night or would write nothing. I just wake up and like immediately just like a zombie walk over to my uh, bathroom and take a shower and then just head to school. And what I realized is just developing a routine like every day was just one of the things that like really changes. Like you don't notice it at first, but after a couple of months of doing it, you can just tell that like, wow, this small thing has like caused me to be like this much better in a lot of things. It felt oh, like really wow. productive. Even yeah. Do you mind sharing your routine with the listeners? What is What does your morning look like now? Uh, so before you're saying you woke up, you were like barely able to crawl out of bed, crawl to the bathroom and splash water on your face. What is what is your routine uh, now, and and why did you change that? Um, so my routine now is I sleep actually later instead of earlier. I wasn't expecting that, but as we went through on the podcast, like you talked about the value of sleep and everything. So instead of like waking up around six, I wake up around seven. Mm -hmm. um, at least most school days. Um, I first um, turn off my alarm. I sit up and I sort of think about like how this day is like precious as you've mentioned the whole 10 million dollar day like i would yeah. not trade waking up this day for 10 million dollars uh -huh. so that's kind of like a really it's a positive way to start i like it a lot more than just walking <laughs> to my bathroom bathroom and just flashing water in my face uh -huh. and um i make my bed in the morning i used to never do that um then i normally i still go to my restroom uh now i pick out like clothes before i uh, take a shower, then I go over to my desk before school starts, and I fit, I do the um, the kind of the journaling thing for goal setting and what I have planned for the day, and then I leave the rest of it to after I come back from school. And oh, so it's, amazing! It's a lot better. Yeah, yeah, I should say a lot better. And if you're getting an extra hour of sleep, and maybe even more, you might even are you going to bed even sooner than before, or are you just uh um, just waking up I, later? It's it's around the same. I mean, it's a bit Perfect. sooner because a lot oh, of nice. times I'd sleep from like 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. doing work until then. And now I just <laughs> realize that if I don't do the work, then I can do work better for a shorter period amount of time later if I just Yay. get the sleep. So. Totally yeah. right. Oh, I love it. I hope everyone heard that, right? If you get enough sleep, you can focus, you can get more done faster during the time when you're awake and alert. And if you're sleep deprived because you stayed up late trying to get your homework done, 
then the next day your learning centers are muted. It's hard to learn. It's hard to connect new ideas to old ideas. And you're probably not going to remember it anyway, because so much of that transfer from short-term memory to long-term memory happens in deep sleep. So, all right, so you completely adopted all of that. You're getting more sleep. You're waking up feeling more refreshed. You begin the morning with this incredible gratitude for how amazing the day is, how precious the day is. And you even get journaling done in the morning and make your bed, which by the way, for everyone listening, and that is like above and beyond, that's the VIP treatment of the mornings. We do teach a morning routine, but uh, Akash, that is really fantastic. So your morning routine has changed. Your stress level, it sounds like, has changed because you've shifted away from got to do everything, got to do it better than everyone, got to be in five clubs or 10 clubs. And you've shifted to, okay, how do admissions officers actually read these applications? They're looking for ways, the evidence about how you're going to fit into the class. And if, if all you're doing is working hard to be better than everyone at everything, then you don't know who you are. You don't know your core values, so you can't communicate those core values to them. And so they don't know where you fit into the class. And so here you are, you are thinking and being pensive in the morning, journaling even. You are, uh, you're, you're taking control of your day and you're letting go of the stress that comes with believing you have to be better than everyone at everything. Now you have space in your life and in your kind of emotional uh in your, in your emotions, you have space in your soul to think about, well, how do I make an impact in the community? How do I make a difference? And it sounds like you felt like, man, it's just not fair. These competitive math uh, organizations, the, stack, the, the cards are stacked against some students unfairly. So talk about that for just a minute. We, we just to help, or, and you can, you can bring this up as well if, if you want. But in, in phase one, the first four weeks, we talk about your core values. And then in phase two, we say, well, what are you going to do about it? Right? Don't wait until you're 40 to begin making your community better. Once you know your core values, life begins. And so start making your difference now. Do you want to talk about uh, how you figured out the math competitions is where you'd like to focus your energy and, and how that violates your core values or, or kind of walk us through that, that experience there? Of course. So um, it started around in seventh grade for middle school. Um, my middle school had a team called Math Counts where they would compete in math competitions around the state and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it was really just one. And I, I was like, people told me I was more advanced than others in math. I loved math. I did a lot more than other people. I figured if I just study a lot for this, if I get in, then I probably, you know, it'd be a great thing. So I study, I look over my like past math courses and stuff. Um, yeah. I use Khan Academy a lot, so did a lot on that. Nice. Then comes the tryout tests and I do not get in. And so I thought maybe I didn't try hard enough. You know, there's next year. I'm going to study like throughout the next summer. By the time next time comes around, uh, this is going to be it. I'm going to make the team. Mm -hmm. Then comes next time and I didn't make it again. I'm, I mean, I do like I love math i i'm i was just like it was really embarrassing too i mean i haven't really had a failure like that before because mm. i mean i'm top in my class i yeah so it was really like frustrating and then i found out through a couple other people that it's not the same as normal math i can't study for it i couldn't have studied for it because i didn't know what it was it's um so pretty much comp competition math is different from curriculum math 
meaning that um, all the stuff that you learn in schools and stuff doesn't exactly apply to this. And so there's entire other courses on it. There's um, and like m- the company that um, does most of it kind of leaves it to their own courses. Mm-hmm. And so what I realized that I had to do was just do those courses. And so even though I was mad that everyone else was enrolled in 50 classes about this competition math thing that I had no chance to I know chance to like start. I kind of became one of them now. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, I figured I still see this as unfair for other people. And so then I realized how this really violated one of my core values. Um, I really valued opportunity. I feel like um, when we were like finding our core values, one of the things that I listed as frustrating was that event. And so um, eventually it just like kind of clicked for me like, oh, what if I solve the problem of um pay to win in math competitions and um yeah since then i've been starting my track project and stuff i've been doing some more math yeah um sort of preparing for my own competitions and preparing to help others get ready for theirs i love it i love it okay so you had heartbreak year one more heartbreak, double heartbreak in year two, because here you are working your tail off. And then you realized, oh, to play this game, you need the support of the organization who who set the rules for the game. But you know, you're not the only kid who cares about math, who would love to be competing in these competitions and has no chance unless you sign up for the expensive tutors and the expensive classes. And so now you are taking those same ideas and those same things that you learned from seventh grade to ninth grade that have enabled you to be competitive in this field. And you're starting to make that available to everyone without paying huge sums of money to get support. Exactly. Yes. Because I can imagine myself in an entire different situation where like, Maybe I my parents didn't have the money to pay for these classes. Was I mm-hmm. just to say, okay, and, you know, watch the people who've been doing these courses for years and years and years just beat me in it because I didn't have the resources? Right. It's supposed to be an area of thinking and, like, creativity, and it just becomes something that, you know, if you have the funding for, you'll be able to do. Ugh. So I found it- that really like really saddening in a way if that yeah sense. well i've got to say as an adult as a teacher as someone who has interacted with a lot of teenagers and preteens throughout my life this world needs more math lovers <laughs> and any time that a competition or a tournament or something like this squashes the the passion that someone has for math that's a travesty Right. We, we need the world needs more people who are not intimidated by numbers, who love math and love working through, you know, these equations and f- solving complex problems. And so I just I mean, part of my soul just thanks you. Right. The teacher in me who sees the frustration in so many teens, that's completely unnecessary. Right. We have all kinds of, of issues around math. And here you're talking about a group of students who truly loves math, wants to be competitive in competitive math. And 
and they're excluded from the community because they didn't have the resources. And here you are saying, nope, I'm going to step up. I'm going to give them the resources. So how are you doing that? How are you helping these, uh, you know, math lovers get the support that they need? Um, so my plan, which is like, it could easily be changed if it needs to be, is um, to create a website where I I have videos of me explaining like problems, going through it, helping like um, helping students like approach the problem, how to solve it, what are the ways to do it, just kind of like overall kind of being like a mentor, helping them to prepare for these. Um, and then I post those. I have um, lessons. I'll have problems on there. And so it's pretty much, I hope it, for it to be a site with like thousands of videos and like lessons mm. and problems that I could put on, hopefully, um, that a student could just log on to the website and, you know, learn math with for free. Yeah. Um, yeah oh. It's very similar to, Khan Academy because mm. I like I really loved Khan Academy as, as a kid like I didn't know what it was until around um, grade four and once I did I'm I was obsessed with it <laughs> so, yeah. like um, I finished I think the first three grade courses within the first month I had it <laughs> and so I thought maybe I could have other students experience like the joy of learning math it's a beautiful thing and yeah. along with that also help them like compete in competitions where maybe they don't have the resources to put themselves in classes and such. Uh, I mean, I, I can't overstate just how valuable this is. And here you are, you're at the very beginning. You, we just finished our, our cohort a couple of weeks ago. So you've taken your first steps. I understand you're, you're working through the details of what kind of website platform, how do we do the videos, what's the format and all of that. Would you be open to maybe a follow-up in six months or nine months and say, how's that impact project coming? Would that be something to be open to? I'm sure that we've got a whole bunch of listeners who can't wait to dive into this website and, and start to learn competitive math strategies from, from Akash. I would love it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we'll have to do that in, in I don't know, six, nine months, come back and say, here's the website. Here's what I've learned. Because here you are at the beginning and you're just trying to figure out how do I interact on camera? How do I, how do I record these in the best light? How do I, you know, where do I switch from, from my face to the screen so that I can work out problems in, you know, in front of them? And all of those details you're going to need to figure out as you go. And that doesn't intimidate you. That's just part of, you know, part of figuring it out. But that's, you're just at the very beginning here. So I love it. I love that you're not intimidated. You're moving forward you're just, you're rocking this. And it's such a gift to teenagers who also want to com compete and want to improve their math skills through these math competitions. That's fantastic. I've got uh, just a couple of questions remaining, if that's okay. What advice would you give to, let's say, yourself from three, four, five months ago before you joined the Ivy League Challenge? And the reason I say this is because there are a lot of people who are 14 years old, 13, 14, 15 years old, who are listening in, who have never been through the course. And uh, you may have advice for yourself before the course that might be helpful. And I think that would be helpful for everyone else who's listening in. What advice would you give to someone who, let's say, is, is six months younger than you? Um, first off, to... So, of course, when I went through the course, I 
like experience my own things I could learn from um for the round like the first week or so um I was trying to implement a routine um it's really hard however for me to get out of habits I do and stuff yeah. and so for a couple of days I just thought why I could just you know stay in bed get out of bed take a shower do whatever I want I don't need to like develop a routine mm-hmm. and I mean for the first week I felt like kind of bad about myself I, I it was a complete waste I mean I didn't do any of the things and so one th- advice I would have is to really use these immediately not just say oh this is great advice I can do this next week more like oh this is great advice I have to start this now because yeah. after I started like developing routine I saw a million benefits I felt like the world was like upside down for me in a good way wow. and so one thing was just to absolutely like do it like use those like the resources that you have and everything and do it now um another thing is that um you when going into the um the challenge i i i would tell myself like three to five months earlier to really like come in with like a mind of okay i'm gonna my thought process is gonna change my actions are gonna change i'm open to this change instead of just Mm. you know witnessing some suggestions and moving on because of course i mean the whole idea of this is to develop a project and like you know change yourself for the better and so i mean if you're not really open to change as i wasn't exactly open to change at the beginning it's a lot harder to like get yourself to move um also what i probably would tell myself before starting was to like um was that the amount i mean this is information i'm getting this isn't like school there isn't there isn't like a grade there isn't a required amount to do there is no like like curriculum yet you get tested on at the end of the year so the amount you put in this is the amount you're going to get out if you just listen to this nod your head once and look away it's not going to do much but if you like if you take the advice you get all the stuff you do you do all the assignments and stuff um and you like put like a use for it um like implement them into your routine keep the calendars create an impact project like do all of that you're really gonna it's really gonna change you in a really good way so i would tell myself maybe to like prepare by maybe like setting themselves up to you know for success if that makes sense oh it makes so much sense you've got so much good advice in there I love it. Yes. Be prepared to take action, be open-minded, be open to improvement. And, you know, most of my listeners are never going to join the Ivy League Challenge. The, the, for whatever reason, I've got thousands and thousands of listeners, but only about 12 people join any given cohort. And, uh, and so your advice is so, so good for everyone listening in who's saying, yeah, that's, that's something I definitely could do. I could create a program. Maybe their thing isn't competitive math. Maybe their thing is, I don't know, creative writing or, or screenwriting or economics or something else, but they could do something similar, right? I can help other students who, who are disadvantaged because they don't have some of the advantages I have, or they're just, I can help the version of myself that started three years ago and, and give them the tools that they would need to be successful. I hope that this conversation has spurred some amazing ideas in our listeners, and I especially love how much your life has changed and how much better everything is now that you decided to take tiny, tiny steps towards a better life. You said, nope, my mornings, I'm going to own my mornings. That's, that's something little, but that's something I can do. And 
And I love, thank you so much for sharing your firsthand perspective on how much that has improved your life. I can't say, I mean, this has absolutely been a priceless interview because there are a lot of students in grade eight, grade nine, and they might listen to some of my podcast interviews with people who are in grade 11 or 12 and think, yeah, that's sometime later on. But for you to come on and share your experience, it's been really, really valuable. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I can't wait to have the follow-up in a few months. Until then, Akash, continue building and developing this incredible resource for math lovers around the world. And I can't wait to hear how your routine has evolved in six to nine months, what else you have added the tiny things, remember common sense is not common practice. So what tiny common sense ideas have you integrated that improved and enriched your life even further? I'm excited for that follow-up interview. In the meantime, everyone go and follow this incredible advice, right? Own your mornings. It's the little things that make the biggest differences and start finding a way that you can give back to your community. Akash, thank you so much. Music for this episode came from We Are Here by Declare P. I'm Steve Gardner. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share with a friend. Thanks for listening.